Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome on into episode of the Film Fight Podcast. Mitch Spinell, Mikey Rogers sitting at this table again, man. It is a cold day where we are, but it is a very exciting one because of what we were talking about on this episode. Here's the thing, Mitch. We're going to get into Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. There will be spoilers from the start of this through the end of it. So if you have not watched the movie... Don't listen. This is your warning. Yes. There's going to be a little intro. Let's all go to the lobby. At the time of this uh, recording, we are, what, almost a week removed? We got Mm -hmm. got a late start. Yeah. But but this allows us to talk about spoilers now because I've seen multiple spoiler reviews out there, so I think we are In the clear. And, uh, yeah, so I want want to make sure, again, if you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, if you want to see it, you don't want to know what happens in it, Stray away. Tell you what. Keep this podcast running on your phone, your computer, your car, wherever you are. Turn down the volume and then go to the theater. (laughs) Put your phone on a charger first or your computer. Go see the movie. Come back. By this point, the episode will probably have played at least once, unless you have it on auto replay. Then it's multiple times, which I would recommend. Uh, And then by then, we will get a a little bit of uh, AdSense money, and then you will have seen the movie. Perfect. That works good for us. Yeah. Let's get into it. Mikey, this movie, man, was a an experience because of the buildup that had been brewing for nearly a year. And I had been anticipating it, especially from the first trailer on, which came out very late, like we said last week. Then you get a second trailer. Then you get all these theories and rumors and reports and things brewing. You have these leaks that aren't leaks, actually, but they are. And you you finally go into the movie. We went into a packed theater upstate on last Thursday night. Me, you, Tyler, your girlfriends, a couple of my other friends uh, from upstate. And what did you think of it? Mitch, here's my official review on Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. I I have two things. Spider-Man No Way Home is the best. It's like Oscar-winning fan fiction, okay? (laughs) And to me, it's the best superhero movie of all time for me. Really? Yep. Everything else, I don't care what anybody else has to say. I've been a a fan of Spider-Man since I was... I don't know, three. And this movie is all about what it means to be Spider-Man. And they had no chill. It is. Sony and Marvel somehow pulled off the most incredible feat that I've ever seen. And nothing will ever compare to opening night in a packed house. Every five minutes, there's something crazy that happens. Yep. Every five minutes. And our theater... Our, well, first of all, let's talk about the technical difficulties we had. Yeah, so it, this movie was pretty damn awesome, um, but it didn't start out that way because <laughs> when when the, when the lights go down, you know, like when you're in a theater and all the previews and stuff are done, the lights go down, you're like, okay, movie time. Uh, and then you see the Sony logo running through, and then you see the Marvel logo running through, and it's silent for us. Now we thought to ourselves, oh, shit, this is some ominous stuff going on right now. This is like getting dark. And then the Marvel logo ends. We cut to the start of the actual movie. Still no sound. (laughs) 
And we're just like, wait, what the hell? What's going on? And then we see start hearing people boo and complain and swear. And then two minutes into the movie, I, I try to like keep track of it. I counted on my watch uh, with the light down, obviously. The sound started to play. They got the people working in the back, got the stuff together. And we got through about 15 minutes of the movie, maybe 10 minutes, I would say. And then somebody, I, it was hard to tell because people were like, I guess, booing the person out front. Which, by the way, too, that's another thing, too. I don't want to specify where we were at because I don't want to, like, say anything too terrible about the, the crowd we were with. Because the crowd we were with was fantastic when they got into the movie. But, like, it's obviously a huge night for movies. And it's obviously a tough night for those movie theater workers. Don't, 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 don't say anything that crazy. Yeah, people, people were really hard. rude who were working there. And yeah. it wasn't, I mean, if it was their fault, it's not like they meant to do it. No. And they immediately meant it. They immediately made it right. Yeah, it's, because the guy said that we're going to restart the movie. We're going to make this right. And, you know, I heard some people like say something you can't say on, you can't say on television you're just like come on man at least i was like come on man yeah that's why when i when we walked out of the theater you, there were a couple of workers like lined up to clean the theater for the later showing and i was like hey thanks guys because i just wanted them to know like hey it's been a tough day we appreciate it's you Still gonna be a tough night thank you for letting us thanks have for, this moment <laughs> thanks for getting the stuff together letting us come in so yeah uh but then we get to the actual start of the movie we hear the actual audio uh, that comes in and it's basically picks up right from where far from home left off. Mm -hmm. You get to see P uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. According to Mysterio's uh, broadcast, you see uh, Tom Holland is Peter Parker running uh, or kind of flustered. He's trying to get himself and Mar MJ out of the, the city street that they're at because everyone's flooding them. They escape uh, through multiple points. You see uh, people discovering who he is now. You see them uh, scouring him in the city and then he gets to his house, and you get that really cool, like, one-take scene mm -hmm. where uh, it's right after you find out that Happy and Aunt May have officially broken up from their what their relationship was in the last movie, which apparently was a fling, but apparently Happy wanted more. And then you get the one-take scene where they're, you know, it, it's a little crazy. It starts off with them barging into the room, finding Peter and MJ there, and then they eventually find out that his identity has been revealed. Yes, and... I, I had so many things planned for this podcast yeah. because I was so excited. This movie was an early Christmas present to the world. For sure. Um, and I, you saw it twice. I saw it three times. You and I saw it twice together. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I cannot find a single complaint because the things that I could sit here and complain about on one hand, then I can counter art like have a counter argument on the other hand sure. and going into where you were saying when the world finds out peter parker's spider-man uh they look into the stark drones that were used in london yes damage control um and peter has to lawyer up and on that note we just get our it, it's just happens out of nowhere we just get a shot of matt murdoch's hand going down to his cane and him just entering this apartment with happy aunt may peter and it's like whoa like yep. daredevil's here there was no there was no like leading up it was just like boom he's here okay rumors can stop we got him um and i guess my complaint was he that was the only bit he was in the movie but I can't really complain because I just wanted Daredevil in the MCU, so I got him. What am I going to be mad that it didn't happen the way that I wanted it to happen? Who yeah, am I? Yeah, to clarify, Charlie Cox is the one that is 
he's appearing brought back as, dare, yes. as, as Matt Murdock, not Daredevil specifically. But he catches the brick. Well, there's a brick <laughs> that is thrown through the window of the Parker's apartment. And I like the little moment where right after Matt Murdock catches it, kind of from like behind, you see Peter's hand right up there as well. Like he would have caught it had it not been for Matt Murdock. Right. And then he hands it to him. He goes, how did you do that? And he goes... I'm a really good lawyer. And it's a nice little line. You're like, You're like oh, oh, man. And did you notice on the brick, like, somebody wrote, uh, we believe Mysterio. Like, yeah. they misspelled believe. Yeah. I, I guarantee that was, on, like, on purpose for the joke. Oh, that was So funny. then they have to find a new place to live. Mm-hmm. And they go to Happy's condo in Long Island, I believe. And it's basically like a bachelor pad. Yes. Like Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. And then they, they kind of go into... The next scene kind of... It's um, like a montage. It's a little bit of a montage where you get... Well, first of all, before that, we get the montage of J. Jonah Jameson talking over, like, all the news reports of Peter's identity being exposed. You get that funny shot of uh, J.K. Simmons sitting in what looks like to be a very official studio, and then it, it cuts to the actual studio, and it's just a big green screen alongside, like, all this junk. And it was funny because we've been there. Oh, yeah. from where from where we used to work and like throughout all the jobs that we've had we've had like these big green screens among all this crap that we have to use for like props and stuff yeah it was very fitting for us I mean I feel like we we appreciated that more than a lot of people just because of our background and this is a, and this montage included a scene that I know was cut from the movie it was supposed to be the moment where spider-man gets uh paint thrown on his suit yes and it was supposed to be uh, Tom Holland stopping a drug dealer or a mugger who was going to be played by his brother, Harry Holland, his real-life brother. And that's where you found out that a Mysterio supporter threw green paint on him. And the whole and like for a good portion of the movie, he's trying to get green paint off of the suit that he built at the end of Far From Home. So we also figure out during that scene that uh, Howie has stashed away a piece of Stark technology. I don't believe we know what it is until later. And then, what is it? The next scene is him talking to MJ over FaceTime. Yes. And this is one thing that I think the movie did very well in comparison to mainly its direct predecessor. Homecoming was a little bit different because she wasn't the main love interest in the first film. She definitely is in the second one. I think the relationship here between Holland and Zendaya really gets an upgrade and you feel more for what they're going through as a couple. Listen, the acting in this movie... I'm telling you, it's award-winning. Whether it'll happen or not, I'm not. I'm not gonna say Tom Holland's gonna win an Oscar or Zendaya's gonna win an Oscar. That's not what I'm saying. But the emotion that they convey the entire movie—it's so believable. You believe that they're in love. You feel the pain that they're going through. You feel where every character is coming from—from from Aunt May to Happy to Peter to Doctor Strange. I mean, it is a it is a textbook performance on on adding this beautiful art to this great, huge scale blockbuster movie. This is Tom Holland's, to me, this is Tom Holland's finest hour so of far course. as, as Spider-Man. He of really, course. he, it feels like not only him, but the rest of the characters do grow in a sense. Well, the whole theme of the movie is what is becoming Spider-Man. What does that mean? And it's funny. Well, actually, I'm going to save this for the, after we get through the, the, the story. Okay. So I'll save, I'll save that. But go ahead, continue. So, yeah, basically, uh, we get the little talk between them on FaceTime, and then the next day they go to school. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the first day of school, because this jumps from, like, the summer to... There's, there's a bit of a time jump in Yeah, this the movie. first 20 minutes of the film, it's between the middle of summer when they just ended their London vacation yeah. to getting up to school, school so, yeah, starting. So, we go to school, and we see a couple of the main 
primary characters there again. You see Flash Thompson again. You see Flashpoint. Betty. Betty Br- he writes a book, Flashpoint, about being Spider-Man's friend. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in the way they had him find out that Peter was Spider-Man because, like, he's such a dick to Peter and so he loves Spider-Man so much. They basically just have him in, like, uh, coming home from, like, a tennis lesson and he's on he's on Instagram and he finds it. He's like, no. And then something else happens behind him. I would have liked it if he was, like, I don't know, getting, like, a Spider-Man tattoo or something during that scene and he just looks on the TV. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> but then uh, he goes to school. You also see... Um, uh, Martin Starr and, and uh, J.B. Smoove as the teachers, the uh, the guys from Far From Home, and then Ham- Hannibal Burris, who's the gym teacher from Homecoming, who they portray to be a conspiracy theorist. Well, he thinks that, that he thinks funny. he thinks Spider Man killed Mysterio. Yeah, and then you have the funny line. He's like, "What? He, he, quit being a conspiracy theorist." Like that was funny. He and they have like the shrine of all Peter's like stuff in there to like, and and they're weird about it. It's like Midtown High, humor. we shape heroes. Yeah. Or killers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you get all, and you get that one shot in the trailer where all the kids are like taking pictures of Spider-Man in the hallway. Yep. They go to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. You get that little scene of uh, Peter, uh, MJ, who, by the way, also we forgot to mention when she's getting interrogated by the Department of Damage Control, they they make it official that her last name is Jones Watson. Mm-hmm. Her Which name is a in the nice touch. Her name in the show was Michelle Jones. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of Homecoming, she's like, "My friends call me MJ." And it's like, "Oh, okay." And then. Now we get MJ Watson, and it's like, oh, crap. We get that now. Yeah. Which was an interesting uh, way, because I didn't think that they were going to further connect this MJ to what past MJs have been. But it makes Mary sense James. in terms of the multiverse. Okay. And how different variants and different timelines work. And we'll get to that. But also, um, they talk about trying to... They, they have they have college applications, and yep. their dream school is MIT. Uh, you get a montage of Peter getting rejected by his... Uh, backup schools that you finally get the application or the results letter to MIT. He takes it to the cafe where MJ works and Ned's there as well. They all rip theirs open. None of them get in. Right. And it's this nice little, uh, uh, sad scene, but and then they don't get in because, because of the events that have transpired, they're unable to accept, to review their application at that time. So it's Peter not like being they Spider-Man. get rejected from MIT. Peter being it's, Spider-Man is affecting their, their yes, lives, yes. their futures. Which is the whole theme of the film. Yes. And Peter feels like... Um, his he's got to do something. He's got to do something. His friends didn't do anything. And if his friends didn't help him, as yep. he says, a lot of people would have died. Of course, Flash, is, who is not actually his friend, gets into MIT and he's like a whole, there's a whole thing about it. So then Peter is finally like, okay, I got to do something. He goes to the Sanctum Santorum uh, to go see Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. The Sanctorum is covered in snow and ice, and we're not sure why, because that was in the trailers. It just turns out what they left a they left a portal open to Siberia or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fun little touch. Yeah. So then we find when Wong appears, and then Doctor Strange is there as well, and Peter tries to convince him, like, "Can you do a spell to try and turn back time and prevent this from happening?" He's like, "No, I can't. I don't have the time stone anymore. It was destroyed." And then he mentions the spell that could potentially have everybody forget the runes the, of Kafka. I was going to say that's the that's the spell or that's the room that they go to. That's the spell. Okay, what's the name of the room that they go to? Uh the Undercroft. The Undercroft. So they basically uh they're going to try he's going to try and cast a spell that's going to make people forget the fact that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It won't change anything else. But then once the spell starts happening, Peter remembers, oh, wait, maybe I should have my girlfriend remember who I am. And Doctor Strange's like, all right. So he casts that spell aside, does it again. It's basically like we saw in the trailers. Oh, my gosh, Ned. He's like, what's a Ned? He's like, that's my best friend. I need to remember. He's like, fine. 
happy. No, I'm not happy. Well, I'm annoyed. It's like, it's like my Aunt May. It's like, I don't know if I can tell her again. It was a really rough time for me. And he's like, all right, fine. And he does it again. And then he's like, happy. He's like, no, I'm annoyed. And then he goes, he's like, fine. And he does the whole thing where he can't control the spells anymore. The spells start to erupt the room around them. And he and Doctor Strange is able to contain it. But stuff has happened, has gone down in yes. those seconds. It's converged that, to multiverse. Basically. But we don't know that yet. And we get that nice little moment where... Uh, Peter kind of realized that he could have at least contacted MIT to try and see if he could fix their applications. And Dr. Strange is like, you mean to tell me that you had me cast a, like, this isn't verbatim, but you t you're telling me you made me cast a spell to try and affect the whole world before you even tried to call the school. I mean, when you put it like that, door slams in front of yeah, space. Cut to outside the Santorum. That's a nice, a nice little funny moment. Um, and then in, Peter's at a, at, a, at a stuck point right now. So he calls Ned. Yes. And, uh, or not Ned, he calls Flash. Flash. And Flash is like, he's like, hey, is, is there anybody at that MIT mixer that could help? And he's like, well, there's this one lady, but she just she just left. In order to get that information, Peter, or Flash is like, you have to swing me to school for a month. And Peter's like, I'll do it for a week. He's like, and then he's like, just give me what I want. She's going to the airport. And then yeah. uh, we find out that she is on the George Washington Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know anything about the George Washington Bridge, Mikey, but it has been heavily featured in the promotional material for this film. Do you know why? The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Dr. Octopus makes his return kind of out of nowhere. And it's definitely out of nowhere to Peter because he doesn't know who this guy is. He's never seen him in his life, or so he thinks. <laughs> so you get all this, the lines you get into the, the trailer. You saw in the trailer, hello, Peter. Uh, what have you done with my machine? And then... You get a little bit, nice little bit of confusion where he's like, I'll, uh, I'll get you like I got your little girlfriend, not his girlfriend, but he's like, what did you say? And then you get that nice little back and forth. It's a very well done bridge scene, I would say. It's very creative. It's, it's, the fights in this movie and the action in this movie seems very much more visceral than the first two, which are fine, but they kind of seem very in smaller scale compared to this one. My favorite moment on the bridge is when Doc Ock throws Peter through the sign, and Peter's trying to fight Doc Ock, save the last remaining people on the bridge, and still trying to convince this woman to let him into college. Well, his let his friends into college. Uh, and he gets thrown through the sign, and he comes out, because he's wearing the iron spider suit. Yes. And he comes out with the 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 spider legs the arms yeah. the arms and doc ock looks at him and goes uh oh we have competition yeah and then they have this cool fight how about the one how about when uh uh doc ock is holding peter up in the air uh, like where, where the sign is and you get the news cop uh copter blades like right near spider-man's head and he has to like try and escape that i was like holy crap he has like get out of this one that almost got dark and then of course we get the um part where dr strange dr strange dr octopus rips some of the nanotech off of his uh, suit, mm -hmm. which is interesting because in the first Spider-Man movie, uh, Norman Osborn uh, is specialized known in nanotech. Nanotech. Uh, yeah, I, I thought and that was. And then there's nice a callback in Spider-Man Two where Doctor Octopus yes. is using nanotechnology. We'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But basically, Doctor uh, Doctor Octopus, uh, it's that shot you see in the trailer where his arms start to turn red, and he, and and my, I, my first thought in the trailer was, oh crap, he's going to use this as a bad guy. No, if anything, Peter now has the ability to. Bluetooth connect to yeah. his arms. <laughs> New and, device uh, detected. Pairing. And, he can and now Peter controls the arms. So he's basically controlling Dr. Octopus. And I love the moment where Peter realizes he's in total control. And he just goes. he's laughing. That scene could have easily been derided because it could have made Doc Ock look out to be kind of a, a wuss. Because Doc Ock is one of the most iconic uh, villains in the Spider-Man saga so yes. far. Especially from the originals. I don't think it does. 
and he has some other great moments here in the rest of the film. And he has no control of the tentacles, but he keeps trying to rip Peter's head yeah, off, and he can't yeah. do anything. And this is Dr. Doc, we should mention Dr. Octopus is being controlled by the arms at the beginning of this film. Yes. It's not like what happens at the end of Spider-Man 2, because they established that this Dr. Octopus, I believe, was sort of ripped from his universe at the time that he had Spider-Man by the neck right. in Spider-Man 2. And... We then get tell we then see another iconic villain make his first appearance briefly. Yes, just a quick second. You and see a pumpkin bomb come in, yes. land on the bridge. You get a ha 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 ha. No, no, no. You got it. He's like ha ha. I can't do it. But right, he, right when I'm in front of the microphone, I can't do it either. And then it cuts to Doc Ock in the same tour and Peter on the outside of. Well, the- it's yeah. We, we see the Green Goblin. Yeah, we see him in his in his 2002 look with the mask and everything, which I've gone on record in saying. I don't mind that look. I think it's a fine look. If anything, I can understand some people's sentiments, though. It's like, why would you want to put Willem Dafoe behind a mask? But they they fix that later. So then Doctor Strange teleports Doc Ock and Peter to the the basement of the Santorum. And not only see Doc Ock there in like a jail cell of sorts, we see the lizard from the amazing Spider-Man universe. And it's Reese Ifans, uh, Ifans, Ifans, voicing him. He's in his lizard uh, form the whole time, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. And we kind of learn, like, what's going on. Doctor Strange explains some of the... Uh, there are some parts of the universe that squeaked through. So it kind of makes sense. It's not It's not sort of... It's not like... Um, some people were wondering, like, well, why didn't this person, you know, come through? Why didn't this person? Why this person? They explained that the multiverse was kept from breaking through for the most part, but some things got through. And it's, of course, the couple of villains that we fight in the movie. Right. Um, and then what do we got? We have those two villains... Uh, then what happens? We Doctor have- Strange tells Peter that he's got to go track down these bad guys. Yes, and he gives him like that cool like. T- uh, well, what's really cool about tech- that is I didn't realize this. He Doctor Strange converts the Iron Spider suit yes into that little cufflink yes so that one zap and they go to the sanctum yeah they go it's, into like, the it's a cufflink that has his like wizard technology on yes. there and also um you know Strange explains that the spell can sum it summon people from other universes and he has this little box it's a box containing the corrupted spell which is like spinning the entire time like in a ball yeah he has it in this box that if he were to I guess push a button on it it will erase the spell completely. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like getting rid of a corrupted file on your computer where it, yeah. it, it, it won't go away automatically if you just put it in the trash bin and it just won't go away. You have to like do some sort of weird software thing. I, I, I think that's how computers work. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> so then they try to go track down the rest of the villains and then Peter also has MJ and Ned come to the Santorum to help him. And we get that moment from the trailer that I think a lot of people didn't really care for where it was the Scooby-Doo, this crap line. Yes. In this one he says... Scooby do this shit, and the way he he says it too, it works better than what it was in the trailer. I, I still like that moment. It's 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 a it's not a it's not a bad moment. I don't think people were like, no. oh, this this is just some more terrible MCU humor and all these one liners and quips and all that. And I can kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, what's in the movie works. Although there is something in the trailer that I think worked better is the moment where for the first time Doctor Strange tells Peter to call him stop calling him sir and then he's like okay steven in the trailer you get like that little pause and strange is like that feels weird but i'll allow it in the movie it just goes okay steven that feels weird but i'll allow it's like very like that's a little too quick for me i thought but it's such a nitpick that it doesn't even matter so then 
they try to track down some more of the villains, and they find that this mil- this uh, forest near this military base, I believe, has this flying monster going near it. Mm-hmm. And you assume it's Green Goblin, so Peter goes to it. Because the kids look on TikTok, and that's how they find. Is that how it was? Yeah. Okay. Ned, Ned and MJ are, are looking yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok was a sponsor of this movie. They played like an ad before the, the movie anyway. But they make it work. Yeah, so basically... Um, Oh, we should mention Peter in still trying to clean out his far from home suit. He decides to invert it. Now we saw the suit inverted in Homecoming, where they tried to like jailbreak the Stark tech tech in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, he just wears it inside out. He has his phone taped to his chest so that he can FaceTime MJ and Ned so that he, they can see what's going on. And you get this little quiet moment in the dark forest. You see the ground move a little bit. Some particles on the ground move a little bit. You know who's coming. And then you see a bluish. Uh, Dr. Manhattan in mid-form like figure <laughs> coming through and it's Jamie Foxx as Electro. And the way that they, again, the way that they make him go from the blue-skinned figure from Amazing Spider-Man 2 to his normal form with yellow lightning in this one, I kind of got lost on that. I was like, oh, okay, they just shocked him or he got recharged or he like uh, absorbed a bunch of data. I don't know. But then this is also when we see um, Sandman return. And Sandman helps Peter. Sandman is not 100%... E- I wouldn't even say he's 75% evil in this one. It's no. it's like... he Because, again, S- Sandman, I believe, is the only villain from the, the Raimi films that ends up surviving the movie at yeah. the end. So he kind of makes his amends with <laughs> Spider-Man, and then he kind of helps this Spider-Man by containing Electro while Peter messes with the... the electrical wires uh, electro falls to the ground we see jamie fox in his regular form again he's like a cool max dill this well, time well don't he's forget got... before this happens peter shoots and misses through electro because yes. the, the spell goes oh, the, through him the spell thing and yeah. it hits a tree and the tree ends up in the sanctum and yes. the reason that's funny we'll get to in a second yeah, yeah yeah so we get to see jamie fox once again and, and i think jamie fox really got a great uh like mulligan for this yeah, character yeah. because i didn't hate him in amazing spider-man 2 I think they just kind of made him a very generic, like one kind of two-dimensional villain where at the beginning of the film, he's like a stereotypical nerd and then he becomes like a blue badass. This one, they kind of allowed Jamie Foxx to like have his natural charisma, like go through the character. Uh, They did all of the villains in this movie or all of the, yeah, all of the villains in this movie have, they, I feel like it's the best versions of their characters. Not saying it's their best performance, but it, it's definitely the best version. They all, they all feel true to what they were in the original films. Yeah. And if they, and if there were some things that people didn't like about it, they upgraded them. Like, for example, uh, we get to a scene in an alleyway right after this. Oh, by the way, Electro and Sandman get teleported to the prison. Yes. First of all, he teleports Electro, and then Sandman thinks he killed Electro, and he's like, what are you doing? And then he, Teleports Sandman to the same, and we should mention that Sandman in this one, for most of the movie, he's just like his sand form. He does, he's not like wearing the green shirt and the pants. Yeah, he's. I think that was basically their way of getting Thomas Hayden Church back in the movie without actually having him there. Because we should mention this too. This movie was filmed, I believe, at the height of the COVID pandemic, so they were using a lot of like sound stages and green screen and blue screen, as we knew from a certain leak that we would see later. Um, I think they had to work with what they had. 
I, I don't have a complaint. No, it, I, there, I there, there was one thing where I was like, okay, you kind of had to cut corners there, but it's such a small thing. We'll get to it later. Just because of everything else that happened. Yeah, so we have those villains in the prison, and then we get to a scene in an alleyway where you pan over and you see the goblin mask hanging on a dumpster. You see a green-suited figure hiding his glider, and it's Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin Man. Yes, well, in that scene, he's Norman Osborn. Yes. He's trying to outrun Green Goblin. It's, it's, he's it's like, leave thing. me alone, you're tormenting it's me. That thing. And you get like a vo- the voice in his head, which I did not expect them to do the voice in the head again. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be him as the Goblin the whole time. I'm like, wow, we're hearing the voice again, because I hadn't heard that voice. Again, I didn't see Spider-Man 1 in the theater, but I was like, holy cow, it's been so long since I've seen this. Right. And he, he gets... He has like a moment. He smashes the mask on the dumpster. He runs away. You hear the cackle in like the voice. And then uh, he goes to a feast building. Mm-hmm. Feast is in this universe, I believe, for the first time, if not the second time. Second time, because that's Aunt May is the head yes. of Feast. And May comforts him. Peter rushes over to Feast because he finds out that one of the villains is there and he thinks he's going to attack Aunt May, but it's her comforting Norman. And you kind of just get this little moment between her and Peter that, uh, like, Peter's very convinced that, like, we need to send them back to the universe, like, wipe our hands clean of this. And Aunt May's like, well, wait, you know, let's try, maybe you should try and, like, help them a little bit more. Like, he's obviously suffering. And then uh, they come, he comes to the Sanctorum. Uh, they drive there, actually. And then Aunt May, I, I love this moment in the theater we saw for the first time because Tom Holland is in the Far From Home suit. And you're like, how did he get the green paint out of his suit? And literally the next line out of Tom Holland's mouth when he's talking to Aunt May is, thanks for cleaning my suit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, it's like, they answered it for you. <laughs> yeah, right as I said it. Now, let's pause real quick on that note. One, okay. um, one of my favorite things is the freedom that since the world knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, he just ran around without his mask off. Yeah, like, or he would switch in between his suit the whole time. Like, that was fun. He like, rips the mask off in the feast building. Like, May, where's that? May? Where's and everybody's May? like, oh, yeah, we know he's Peter Parker. So it's yeah. just fun. Like, It's interesting because we've never seen anything like this in movie form. Obviously, the comics did different things, but yeah. Uh, and then we get all the villains in the one basement. Yes. There's some great banter back and forth between that. We see we see Norman Osborn and uh Otto Octavius yeah. talk for the first time, which I which as a Raimi, as a huge Raimi Spider Man fan, I was like, damn, this is cool. And my favorite joke in that scene is yeah. Ned goes, Is is that is that is that like a monster? Like, the tree that yeah, comes the through. Yeah, the tree that comes through. Because when, you know, Peter misses Electro and it hits the tree and it ends yeah, up yeah. in the sanctum. And it's like, oh my God. And that's because of Groot. Because, yeah. because Peter obviously has had the adventures with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's obviously told Ned and MJ about all this. Yep. So Ned is convinced that this tree is just, and Electro just looks at Ned and goes, that's just a tree, man. Just a tree, man. That's just, just, just a tree. tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Electro has some funny moments in this one too where he's, where they're starting to recap uh, well, first of all, what I thought was really good about how they explained what happened to the villains, how the villains explained it to each other, was uh, Sandman, Flint Marco, explains what happened to Norman and Octavius because both of them died before him. And it's like, oh, he gets to explain what happened to them. That's a really good way, a smart way of doing it. And Electro explains who uh, Lizard is. And on this scene in particular, what I really like is that you can feel the pain that these villains are going through. In because a way, yeah. Not all of them want to be evil. Norman obviously doesn't want to nope. be evil, right? Nope. Goblin's evil, but Norman doesn't want to be Doc evil. Doc Ock with his inhibitor chip busted, like under control of the arms is evil. Otto Octavius? No. And Electro just admits, he, I have no idea what I'm doing. I could just shoot electrical sparks pretty he much. He just likes the power he, that he has because yeah. he never had it before. And, and Flint just wants to go home. And I, Lizard is just evil. I mean, we're Liz, going to well, say... Lizard's <laughs> di- yeah, Lizard's... Uh, Dr. Kirk Connors isn't necessarily evil, but Lizard is, and you get that moment where 
uh, Electro's like, he turned himself into a giant lizard. Then he tried to turn the whole city into giant lizards. It's the next step of human evolution. evolution. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, and then also Lizard gets a line in where he sees MJ. He's like, there's no way that's his girlfriend. It's that like, was, the that dinosaur was a good could one. talk? Yeah, the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. They gave him a bit of a nose in this one. They did like a more protruding nose than they did the The MCU fixed all of the cosmetic mistakes that Sony did in the past well, with this movie. Because obviously they fixed- They made tweaks that like obviously some were improvements and the other ones you're just like, yeah, you just did it differently. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the one where Jamie, they're trying to recap how they got here. Like, out, like Otto, Octave, Otto has that moment where he's like, I had him by the throat and then- I was here. Yeah. And then Jamie's like, man, he's like, I was uh, uh, killing Spider-Man stuff. I was kicking his ass. I was absorbing data. I was about to become pure energy and, and oh shit, I was about to die. <laughs> Again, he's very, very solid in this. And then they kind of come up with the plan to potentially help the villains. Right. Because Aunt May tells Peter, because Peter looks at Aunt May when they're in the feast building and yes. Peter says, May, this this isn't my problem. And she looks at him and says, you have a moral obligation to help people. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. well you know, no. You have something. I was about to say, you said moral obligation. I was about to say, we'll get to that later. But no, yeah, that's what I know, she I know, says. I, she does. She does. She's like, you have to help people in this world. And so, she's like, and it is your problem. And, we, and you're going to fix it. And we do figure out that these villains were ripped from their universes right before they were about to die at, at and so Peter knows that when these villains go home, they're dead. They're dead. Instantly. And so Aunt May convinces Peter, like, hey, yes. like, you have to help people. Yeah. And so Peter and Ned and MJ devise a plan that maybe because Happy kept the fabricator, the same thing that was on the plane. Yes. In uh, No Way Home or in Far From Home. The fabricator that could like build, it could it like build a create. suit, it can make anything. And that, yeah, that's explained. But, this can build anything. And then before that, we. Doctor Strange comes back. He has the box in his possession with the, the corrupted spell. He's about to hit the button that is going to send everybody back to their universe. And Spider-Man steals the box. Because he thinks he can help them. And yeah. then you get a chase. Well, let's talk about that moment between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Because Doctor Strange's whole thing is like, look, kid, like their sacrifice is infinitely more important in terms of the multiverse. And, yes. And Peter doesn't agree with that. And from the trailers, you're like, oh, is Doctor Strange Mephisto? And it's like, no, they're no. two heroes who have opposing views. And then they have the coolest superhero fight against two superheroes. That was awesome. It's a it's a very well done fight that I think they showed some. They altered some stuff from the advertising, but this is um, Doctor Strange altering the world around Peter. They get thrown into the mirror dimension where everything is just bending and moving around Peter. And it's like, how in the hell do you think a, a kid who can shoot webs out of his arms can beat a guy who can basically play God for ten minutes? Yeah, and then he finds out. It's geometry. The the mirror dimension's all geometry. So Peter, Peter discovers that, so he uses his uh, skill set against him. I like that this, this movie really... He webs him up and leaves him hanging. This movie really, like, showcased how Peter Parker is a genius. Yes. He, he's a very book smart, and he can use that to his advantage. And um, he comes back, talks to the villains. He's like, I think I can help you. He steals the ring in the box. The uh, well, yeah, Doctor Strange has a ring that can he, he can do he can make, make portals, portals with. He gives it to Ned, which will come back later, mm -hmm. and then he steals the box. And then you get the villains talking to each other once more. You have a line that when I first heard it, I thought it was a little too much. It's like okay, but when but as I've thought about it more, I'm like okay, that kind of makes more sense than I thought. It's when Norman interrupts Peter talking about whatever, and he goes, he's like, I can help you, you know? 
I'm something of a scientist myself. It's still fun. It's it's. I'm, I don't think it's, it's too a, much. It's become a great meme, and I think that it makes more sense because it seems like something that Norman would say to people to brag about how smart he is. Right. You know, it's 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 whatever. So you go to Happy's apartment. Yeah, he takes all the villains to Happy's apartment, which I mean, they're all just walking about now. They're out of the prison. They cut corners a little bit with Lizard. They're like, and while this is happening, wanna... J. Jonah Jameson has sent somebody to follow them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're in the truck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're like, why didn't Lizard come up here? He's like, he wanted to stay in the truck. We never find out why. I think it's just because, first of all, it'd be hard to bring up a, a Lizard man into your apartment, even though you have a guy with octopus arms and a man made of sand. I think they just wanted to cut corners on that CG. Doesn't matter. They get to the apartment, and Peter starts doing some experiments to help sort out the villains with their problems. Number one is Doc Ock. He is able to kind of, like, rebuild an inhibitor chip, like a better inhibitor chip, to help Doc Ock. He puts it on him. Uh, first of all, you get that nice little moment between Doc Ock and Aunt May, which is interesting, too, because I think in, in a couple of comic editions, Aunt May dates Doc Ock for a while, yes. which is a nice little thing because, yeah. And she's like, saltwater or freshwater? She has, like, a glass of water, and he goes, what? She goes, because you're an octopus. Yeah, and it just cuts. It's like, <sighs> it's like, what the hell? And then he puts the inhibitor chip on him. Otto Octavius is reborn, and he's he's good again. And he tries to help out the rest of the villains. And I like the banner between the villains as well. Like, like Electro and Sandman have a cool little conversation. Sandman explains his motivation to get, you know, to see his daughter. Electro, <laughs> he has that moment where he's like, he's like a... a I got my powers by falling into a vat of electric eels, which they do again later in the film. It's very cool, like, moments between all these guys. And again, this this is what the movie could have just all been. Yeah. It really could have just been all these people coming in, saying a couple of lines, that's it. But it's the way they integrate them in the story that really makes it feel... It would be like instead of just having McDonald's fries for your meal, it could have been like you could have had a McDonald's fries with, like, a really nice club sandwich... And, and a nice tall glass of water and, like, a really good dessert. It feels like it's more. You get the best dish from three of your favorite restaurants. Basically. Yes, uh, all into one dish. Yes. So we have that. Um, I mean, obviously, they're doing more experiments on it. Uh, they cure Doc Ock. They do. And they're, they're, t they're trying to cure Electro by putting, like, a thing on his chest that'll take all the electricity out of him, like the ex excess electricity. Yeah. Uh, and Otto then, and Norman have another conversation where it's like, are you excited, Norman? You're about to be whole again. And then Goblin takes over. Uh, it, seem, it seems very much so. So then um, uh, Jameson arrives at the bottom of the building to try and get a scoop. Um, Lizard's out there in the truck, obviously. And then we see the spider sense. Like full form spider sense. Yes. And the audio goes out like it's just like very mumbled. The camera distorts a little bit to where it's like Peter's in focus and nobody else is. It's all kind of done from his perspective. Because he senses that there's danger. Yes. And, and then, then you don't know what's eyes, going on. Just like far from home. Yes. And he webs up uh, Goblin's hand. Yes. He webs up Norman and then you just see Willem Dafoe turn and he's just got that Goblin face on him, man. And that it, thing and you have, that's something. It's it is shocking how like even even if you think he his performance in as Goblin is cartoonish, 
he is menacing. He's in this scary. He can be he's really scary. scary. And you get that great line where it's like Otto's like Norman. He goes, Norman's on sabbatical, oh, honey. Oh, that I was. Like, I love oh, that because he's like boy. Norman's on sabbatical, honey. And then everything goes to shit. He messes up the apartment. You know, the villains kind of start either fighting or escaping. Electro steals the arc reactor from the um, what's the box called? The, the big, fabricator. The fabricator, and basically make uses it to power himself up, mm-hmm. which is which I think was revealed in the trailers as well because that's where his costume comes in later. Uh, the apartment gets destroyed. Peter and Goblin have this great fist fight uh, through multiple floors, and Goblin wipes him. Dude, well, Goblin gets uh, no mercy, but, just destroys Spider Man. But God, but Spider Man gets to jump on him at one point. He's like on his shoulders, and he starts socking him in the face. And as he keeps punching he's him, laughing. Norman just starts smiling, and it's like, like I remember seeing the theater, like Jesus, yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, and and, and um. We should mention, too, that they created a serum to try and cure, like, reverse the goblin part of, of Norman. Right. And Aunt May's got it in her possession as she's running down the steps. Sandman just dips out of there. He's like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Nope. Yep. Uh, Doc Ock mm. gets blasted he, out. Doc Ock gets blasted out of the building mm. by Electro. Because he tries to stop Electro. Yes, because he's good again. And Electro's just like, no, you're not taking this power from me. And Doc Ock escapes. Electro escapes. It's between Peter. And then there's a shot of Lizard just running out of the truck. Yes. He, he escapes like, the truck. Yeah. They cut out that, that moment of Jameson in the trailer saying, is that a dinosaur? Oh, they, yeah. I guess they did. They gave, it to Ned. they gave that line to Ned. Huh. So basically, they get down to the first floor. Everything's in shambles. Uh, Peter's getting choked out by Goblin. Peter's just getting destroyed because then he tries to escape. And as he escapes, jo- uh, Jay Jonah is like, I got you now. And he's filming Spider-Man with all these villains just oh, coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then Lizard gets a hold of Spider-Man and tosses him back in and beats him up a little bit. And Goblin comes back down and just wipes the floor with him. Yep. The whole apartment's in shambles. Goblin's about to kill Peter. And then Aunt May comes in. Runs up and stabs Norman in the neck with the... the Serum needle, and he's like, it didn't work. So he's still. I think he got weakened by that serum. I don't think he got. I don't think it was just nothing. You're weak. You have a moral compass. Yeah, and then we. What I like about his um, wardrobe for most of the movie, it's, it's like, comic accurate. It's a purple sweatshirt and like a green coat, which I would assume is like lost and found clothes that they were able to give him give him at feast, and then it starts to look more and more like a more. Comic like yeah. goblin design, and they take away the mask. Well, he the, did. It's basically just his. It's his face, face with just which is pretty on. expressive, all right. It really looks like the, his face could stretch out to look like the because the goblin face in the comics looks like it almost looks like the mask. It's not a human face. Uh, face, yeah. Um, but then you get the moment where he brings in the glider. He hit. He he hits Aunt May from the back with his glider, which like that would split a real person in two. Doesn't matter. He escapes, throws the pumpkin bomb, and he, Peter's able to dodge it out of the way. He and Aunt May uh, get up from the rubble. They're obviously both kind of like hurt by it in more ways than one. And then tell, take us through what conversation Aunt May has well, with Peter. Well, Aunt May's laying on the ground, and Peter is like, Are you okay, May? She's like, yeah, yeah, just, just a little sore, whatever. I, felt, I got knocked on my ass. Yep, and then Peter helps Aunt May up. Yep. And... Uh, Peter was like, I, I should have just sent them back. And Aunt May references like, oh, that moral compass thing? Listen, Peter, you have amazing powers. And with and then she it leads in and she goes, with great power must also come 
great responsibility. And right as she says that, she's like, oh, I just need to catch my breath. And she lays down, and Peter doesn't realize anything's wrong. And when he puts his hand on her side, there's just blood. Yeah. So Aunt May delivers the, it's, the she's, line. She's in worse condition then she leads on yes for sure and i don't even think she realizes how no much she doesn't she she's just in so much she's adrenaline in shock, shock yeah and as this is happening department of damage control is showing up happy pulls up happy yeah. sees peter and aunt may and he's he hurts for both of them and yep. he's like peter get out of here damage control just starts shooting at peter parker he, yeah he gets shot and so peter runs runs off and then Aunt May is dead. Yeah. And that, that was... that was. And it cut to black. No matter how we tell the story, even it's just the visual of how it was done. And that's yeah. the thing. And we'll talk about this when we're done with the, the story. It's not about what was in this movie. It was how it was done. Exactly. And then it cuts to the scene. First of all, before we get to that, I want to mention that... Um, because when we mentioned that Peter Parker gets shot, he gets shot in the suit, mm -hmm. not wearing a mask. We should mention he gets another new suit. Yeah, the integrated suit, which I love. Doc Ock puts the nanotech from his arms back onto Peter, and it's like a it's a it's a it's the iron version. symbol. It's it the iron spider symbol. It is the iron like the true iron spider symbol, or no? What? That's just the MCU version. Well, it's supposed of it. to be the iron spider suit, but it's like it looks different this time. It actually looks better in my opinion. Yeah, than the original one. Did. And it's it's the suit that he had so at the end of Far From Home. We, we cut the... we cut to black after Aunt May dies. We get some exposition from J Jameson on the news. Anywhere Spider-Man goes, chaos and it's, in, and it's that shot from the trailer in the rain. Spider-Man looks dazed. He, it's Beat, that really crying. Cool it's that really cool shot with like him looking at the building from that perspective. It's 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 there's some really good cinematography in this one. Yeah, and even with some things that I'll get to later. And then it cuts to our, I would say probably our look, favorite look this this <laughs> moment man and it, and it builds up too it's not like it happens immediately it's no started, it's in ned's grandma's apartment. grandmother's house yeah him and mj are there we should mention too that peter gave mj the box mm -hmm. in case stuff goes down press the button send them all back so they have a moment together where they're just, they don't know where peter is he hasn't contacted them and ned's just like i wish i could see him and he's gesturing with his hands and you see a couple of little sparks. Like a Doctor Strange portal. And you're just like, Ned, did you just do that? And he goes, and just, Ned just like, do it again. I just wish I could see him. More, more sparks. And he's like, I wish I could see him. And then a full portal opens. Oh. And you see a shadowy figure in what looks like an alley. And they're like shocked that Ned can do magic now. Yeah. He, he kind of alludes this in the beginning where he's like, our family thinks we might have like magical powers or something. Doctor Strange blows him off. But then he does that. And then you see, and then they see what they think is Peter. And it is. It is Peter. So they're like, Peter, Peter. And they run, and, he, and you see the shadowy figure start running in. He hops in, and it's Spider Man. But it's not our Spider Man because we see it. Ned's grandmother starting to scream she's very scared and you see, see spider-man go hi hi sorry I'm, I'm a nice guy he rips and off the mask screaming he rips off the mask it's andrew garfield as the amazing spider-man the entire crowd went goddamn bananas when this happened listen the first time we saw the movie i don't think i heard any dialogue no because no nope. from that point to <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll get to that. It, it was like a silent movie with just screaming. It For could, me, it, I couldn't hear the words. It, it, it was Endgame. It was parts of Infinity War. 
It might have been more, in all honesty, because I was into this one. I mentioned before, the Avengers ones I thought were cool. I just wasn't, like, screaming and shouting as everyone else was. I was like, oh, sh I was like, oh crap, this is awesome. Everyone's cheering and everything. This one, I was in it. This oh, yeah. one, this was for me. I did it. I was probably a jerk to everybody that was sitting behind me. It doesn't matter. We were in the second to last row. So then Andrew confirms who he is. I'm Peter Parker. Oh, and it's just, first I'm of all, Spider-Man. you go from the terrible tragedy of Aunt May dying, which is extremely sad, and it hits you hard yeah. in the feels. And up until that point, you you forget about the rumors. Like, for me, it was like I was yeah. just so enwrapped in Tom's story mm -hmm. that, you know, the rumors were there was three Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. We're getting there. So, but for me, it was like you forget that those were, you were just encapsulated in this world. And then when you see it, it's like you're at the lowest point. You're crying. You're so upset for Peter. You feel for him. Yeah. And then they just, they just throw this on you. And it's not like... It's not like Peter just meets the other Peter. It's like he's brought into the MJ and Ned world right. first. And then you get a lot of... And it's of, funny. It's you like, get some nice moments where it's like, either like, uh, crawl, up the, crawl up the wall or crawl up the ceiling. Crawl up the ceiling? No. Like, there are so many <laughs> Andrew deliveries Garfield that Andrew looks at has. MJ and he goes, uh, why did you throw bread at me? Because yeah. I wanted to see if you had the, the, the tingle thing. He's I, like, I, I have the tingle thing, but it's not for bread. bread. He has so many great line deliveries in this one. And then he fixes a cobweb for the grandmother. And then Ned's like, wait... I, I summoned uh, Porter to Peter Parker, just not this one. And they're like, try it again. He goes, find Peter Parker. Find Peter Parker. And another portal opens. And Okay. When he said, find Peter Parker, I can only imagine that a, a plethora of children that were born from 19, let's say, 90 to 2000 to the year 2000. When they saw the first Spider-Man movie in 2002, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Willem Dafoe, Rosemary Harris, Cliff Robertson, J.K. Uh, Simmons, Elizabeth Banks, and among many other actors. I don't think any of them would have expected that in the year 2021, first of all, they wouldn't have expected that uh, you know, there would be a coronavirus pandemic, that things would shut down. They wouldn't have expected, you know, multiple presidencies. They wouldn't have expected anything uh, along with Tobey Maguire himself walking out of a portal to reprise his role as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. It was the most gratifying moment I've had in the last decade. And exactly. <laughs> With that, now Andrew Garfield comes out in his Spider-Man costume, but yes. Toby comes out in jeans, a t-shirt, and a, Which a jacket. Which I was thrown off by at first. I was like, "Oh crap! He's not gonna. He's not wearing a suit. It's the best suit in in all the movies. Like, why wouldn't they you saved wear it? it? They do. They save it. They do, and it's great. Um, so they explain what's going on a little bit. First of all, you have. Andrew and Toby fight for a second. Because they don't know who each other They're is. They're like, like, wait a minute. We know we're in this universe and there's this Spider-Man, but who the hell are you? And they both have that reaction. And Toby gets to jump on Andrew a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. then He's like, oh. they explain the situation. They're like, "They're like, yesterday we got teleported here. We don't know where we are. And then you get some good banter between them. It's like, you know, for me, my comfort place was the top of the Chrysler well, building. Well, Toby makes, Toby makes the point that he's like, I've been looking for your friend, and I feel like yeah. he needs uh, he needs someone. And they're like, yeah. Yep. It's like, is there anywhere it would go? And then they have that little bit of a measuring contest between each other. Bit. It's like, I used to go to the top of the Chrysler Building. And then Andrew goes, well, I went to the top of the Empire State Building. Better view. It's sweet, like, it is a sweet view. It is a sweet, sweet view. So then uh, they realize, uh, MJ realizes where Peter's comfort spot would be, and it takes us to the back. It takes us to the top, top of, of the school, school again. Yeah. 
And as great as that moment was, seeing the two Spider-Men in a movie again, which I, I don't think anybody would have expected this even like a few years ago. This scene we're about to talk about, yes. I think, is probably the best superhero scene ever filmed. There's no action. There's no fighting. It, it's just three generations of Spider-Man talking to each other about what it means to be Spider-Man. And here's the thing. And I thought about this after we saw the movie the last time that you and I went. We, Toby and Andrew were alone the night that they lost Uncle Ben. Okay. And in this, in yes. Tom's universe, Aunt May is that, is that character, or at least Basically. That, that mentor. Tom did not have to have that night alone like the other two did. Because the same night that Aunt May died is the same night he meets the other Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they tell him about like what they went through when they're, when Uncle Ben died, when Gwen Stacy died, and how they went so dark. Mm-hmm. And those two were able to be there for Tom to make sure that he could be the best version of himself. Not the best Spider-Man, but the best version of himself. And they talk about what it means, what you have to sacrifice in order to become Spider-Man. And it's just so interesting because when we're introduced to Spider-Man in the MCU, he's full of gadgets and tech he gets a suit made by tony stark he's immediately thrown into the avengers and he's just this young high school kid who's just thrown into greatness out of nowhere and there's this slow decay and they slowly take all of those things away from him to build up to this moment where he has to figure out what it means to be spider-man what you have to sacrifice what you have to give up what it, it is just an absolute beautiful scene that i could watch again and again and again and there's no action it's just three generations of Spider-Man sitting on a roof talking you, to each you other. See the, you see the scene start off, by the way, with them comforting MJ and Ned comforting Peter. Peter. Then they're like, some f- people are here to see you. And I like that Tom kind of, he realized it right before she said it. It's like the spider sense was kicking in, in him, if you notice that. Uh, and then you have that shot with the moonlight, them on top of what look I think is the water tower of those two. But you know what's awesome about that? What's that? The fact that... Tom Holland is known as being the, the little wisecracking, making fun ADD Spider-Man. He, in that moment, now, at, a, at a, any other moment, he would have been like, oh my God, this is awesome. Wow. He knows that they're there. He knows who they are. He knows why they're here. And he just doesn't want any part of it. Did you notice that uh, in one of the uh, headlines for the publications that revealed that he was Spider-Man, one of them said Iron Boy Jr.? Yeah, that was that, fun. That, that felt like a, a bit of a, a, a nod to all the people that didn't like this iteration so far. Yeah. It really feels like it may, it may just be not only one of the best Spider-Man movie moments of all time, it might be one of the best Spider-Man moments in all of its the, the history of Spider-Man's medium. Mm-hmm. You talk about comics, books, video games, television shows. You have uh, probably some sort of fan uh, fictions anywhere. It really works well. And here's the thing. It's not about, I'll say this again. It's not about what was in it. It was how it was done. They could have easily made the movie where Peter's like, I need help. And then they search out the other Spider-Man. And then, oh, you have Toby and Andrew in the movie. Great. They go on this quest. Oh, that's cute. It was not like that. It didn't feel empty. No. No, and it was how they brought it was how they brought no. the other Spider Man in. And you have those moments where it's like Tom is about to say, like May told me that great with great power, and then Toby finishes the line for him with great responsibility. I just went, yes, yes. That felt that felt like wow. That mm-hmm. felt it, it doesn't feel like a movie that exists. You could this hear, doesn't feel like a movie that should have happened. No, I, I I don't know how it got pulled off. Also, I I, I really appreciate it because you mentioned before that they go through like the night that. Uncle Ben died or when Gwen died, what they kind of went through. Peter, uh, 
Toby was like, I found the man who, who I thought killed him. I wanted, it, it didn't bring me anything when he died. But when, but when Andrew gets into it, he goes, when Gwen died, I tried to keep being that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but at some point I stopped pulling my punches. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got bitter. Andrew really, I mean, as gr- gr- Toby is a fantastic. And I'll get to you in relating to Toby in a second. Toby was fantastic. It was amazing for me to see him again. Andrew really came to play ball in a it's role like, that I didn't think he would I, ever get to play again. I think for fans, it was like, oh my God, it's so cool to see Toby. Yep. And then it was... Can we have Andrew back? Yeah. I think that was Cause, the Because Toby had his, he had his he three. Had his he had his run. And he had two great ones. And, and you, you could say what you want about the If you want to keep going on with the multiverse, you could find ways I would, if you I'd, really. I'd like to see them both come back for like a Secret Wars thing. Sure. You could do something like that. But really, I, it's like, it, it just seems like the energy is going towards, we're going to get to Spider-Man. Especially because we kind of know how Andrew's run ended. And, and he's it still felt young enough, sour. too. He's like, th- yeah, he's 38, and he looks like he's 25. Right. He's still young enough where he could do the role, at least for another movie or yep. two. Yep. And if they ever do do a Tobey Maguire thing, like you said, I, like a lot of I people I want said, a Logan-style Spider-Man 4. Yeah, yeah. And hope, and that would be cool. Yeah. But I, I really do feel like, because Sony has their, their, their Spider-Verse over here, yep. and Marvel has the MCU, and I feel like they finally went... Okay, you could keep Spider-Man and you could keep Spider-Man and we'll all just make money together. They, they honestly I, might do that, yeah. Yeah, because it's like you can have your Tom Holland over here and we love him and he's great. Yeah. And then we can have our Andrew Garfield over here and we love him and he's great. But when, when Andrew showed up, it was he was like, I'm not passing. It's like no. that Hamilton song, I'm not throwing away he, my shot. No. That was gr- he, he just... He really came to play. He the Every line he delivers. So the two Spider-Man convince Tom... I, I, we're going to do the thing that they did in the movie where it says... Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3, because they that's how they kind of differentiate themselves. Actually, no, I'm going to do it by names. Holland, they tell Holland, like, don't press the box button. Let's try to fight these guys, or cure these guys, rather, for, for May. And then you get another great scene of them in the science lab of the high school. Oh, it's beautiful. And it, and it, it, all it is is just them doing experiments, like... Another thing too, you don't see you didn't see Toby do a lot of science in his movie, so it was really cool to see him again. That's another thing too. You've gone on record, especially with the last podcast, saying where it's like you didn't, you, you just, you just you, you're not a Toby guy. No, not I wasn't guy, this movie though. Spider Man, you were, in, you were laughing they at re- his jokes because they took you what were, he was good at as Spider Man, yeah. and they re- they gave him comparable I, lines. I, they gave him a lot more wisecracks. And I think Toby watched the last eight Spider Man films since he wasn't in them, and went, "Oh, so? maybe I should have more fun." I don't know. I think Toby's uh, Toby he, came he's, to play. He's just, count, he's just counting his money, but whatever. He came to play and he came to have fun. Oh, absolutely. And, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. And he, he. I think he was like, you know what? I think if I ever get to do this again, I'm just gonna have more fun as Spider Man. I'm very, I'm very appreciative that he did. So you get like some banter between them doing their experiments. I could Ned, watch just five hours oh, of just that absolutely. kind of stuff. Ned asked Toby, uh, "Do you have a best friend?" He goes, "I did. <laughs> he died in my arms right after he tried to kill me. It was very heartbreaking." It just goes around. And Andrew just looks at him like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And, and then two two moments that we were all hoping for. First of all, they, they build all the potential cures for all the yeah. villains that they need. And then the Sony. This was the kitchen sink. They said, we're going to yep. throw everything. And then this moment was Number the kitchen sink. Number one was... The pointing meme. Yeah, they did the pointing Ned's meme. Ned's like, Peter. And they go, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you mean this one? Yeah, they're, they're, pointing pointing, everywhere. they're pointing at each other. It's like, oh. Spider-Verse did it exactly the way it was in the cartoon because it's a cartoon. Right. I didn't know how they're going to do it in this one. 
You got away with this it. This is was the good. definition of ballsy. Yeah. They're like, oh, we know what we're doing, and we, like, we yeah, know. we know. We know. And then number two, uh, obviously, is uh, Ned hands Tom Holland his web cartridges, and Toby's like, "What's what are those? And he goes, well, I need him to shoot webs. Why? And Toby just shoots off a web with his with his wrist, and he goes, he goes, you can't do that, can you? And it's, it, yeah. And, and they don't stop there. No, Because no. then we go to the next scene where. They're at the Statue of Liberty. It's the final battle taking place in the Statue of Liberty. I like that Tom, uh, when he's FaceTiming. He FaceTimes J. Joe Majan- for On the news. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, he tells everyone what's happening and where he is. And he's like, uh, he's like, where's this final battle going to be? And he shows a statue. He goes, the place where, uh, what is it, the line where it's like, the place that represents second chances or something. Yes. Yeah. It's a great little moment. And then you get the, the, the. Maybe the best uh, scene of banner between, even more than the last one between the three Spider Men, where it starts off with Andrew and Toby talking to each other. Andrew's like, Max was the sweetest guy in the world before he fell into that vat of electric eels. <laughs> and then Toby in the suit, the best Spider Man suit by far, in my opinion. It's great to see him in it again. He looked a little different in this one than I think he did in the first three films, because I think that's just because age and all that. Uh, he leans over the bar. He's stretching. And he goes, what are you, you doing? Goes, what are you doing? He goes, oh, it's my back. <laughs> my back. He didn't say it twice, but he did. But it's, it's again, another one that I wasn't expecting them to go back to. And then Andrew is like, hey, I, I, I can, can help crack, you. I can and crack back. just picks him up like you would cracking somebody's back and just lifts him up. And like he's a, like he's a body pillow. And it's, it's, it's a nice little moment. And then you keep going into the web shooting thing. It's like you can make web with your own body and andrew's like amazed by it and then tom gets into the well, conversation no, andrew's like well. are, are you making fun of me and then tom's like yeah. no 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 no. it's just we can't do that we, we can't do that so we're just naturally like, curious can you, can you shoot webs out of anywhere else he's like <laughs> no just just my wrists and then they go into hey tom's like hey what's the craziest villain you guys have ever fought then Todd, and, toby's, and toby's like, like i think you've met some already he goes oh i fought a uh, alien made out of black goo from space, and it's like, oh, and Todd goes, oh, that that's cool. Like, I fought, I fought an alien. He was purple I, on Earth and in space. He's like, oh, and, and, Tom, and Andrew goes, I want to fight an alien. And he's like, I fought this guy in a rhinoceros, Russian machine. guy in a rhinoceros. I like that they acknowledge <laughs> and they make fun of it. The villains that didn't quite work. Yeah, and they're like, ones. he's like, yeah, I'm kind of lame. And then Toby's like, no. You're you're amazing. you're amazing, man. You're amazing. It's like you, okay. It's like, and he says it like four times. Yeah. No, really, you're amazing. Like, I get it. Thank you. Yeah, oh, really? It's like, we gotta work on the self talk. Yeah. And then they all try to fight, and then they fail. Well, yeah, it gets to the fir- first battle. Um, who was it? Electro that first shows up. Yeah, and then so Toby goes. I and, like the new new. Toby goes to fight Lizard. Andrew goes yeah, to Lizard fight. Lizard shows up, um, and Sandman shows up. Yeah, so Toby's fighting Lizard. It's not working. Nope. Andrew's fighting Electro. It's not working. Tom's getting swamped, like, getting his butt kicked by Sandman because he yes. can't get out of the sand. No. And then they find out whatever they're doing is not working. They're in a sandstorm now. And by the way, should we mention, too, that this uh, scaffold, the Statue of Liberty has scaffolding around yes. it because it's, it's being reconstructed. Uh, to fit a Captain America shield on top of where the uh, the torch would be. Yes. And they kind of allude to that in the beginning of the movie where there's some, like, voiceover in, like, the background during a scene. About the, the new statue. Like, the guy's like, I don't want the statue to be desecrated or something. Be whatever. And uh, we see the moment while they're talking, and it's that shot of Andrew that got leaked months prior to the movie coming out where everyone's like, is this real? Is this, is this a fake? Is this real? It's real. And the line, I think it was, it was along the lines of... Uh, do you ever get a web block? Because he's talking to Toby. And Toby's like, I did get a web block. He's like, Why'd you, how'd your web stop? He's like, existential crisis. You know how it is. 
And again, I like that they reference that one as well. So then they're in a sandstorm in the scaffolding. They get back together. They're like, we suck. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to work as a team. And Tom goes, I, I kind of do. I don't mean to brag, but I was in the Avengers. And then Toby goes, <laughs> Toby goes, oh, that's great. The Avengers. What's that? <laughs> Everybody roared in laughter at the theater. That might have been one of my favorite lines. And but Toby gets mad. He's like, how is this helping? Andrew goes, are, are you in a He's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> And he, and he turns into, you're right, he turns into Bully Maguire for a second where Tom's like, uh, it's Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He goes, how is this helping? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And then they do the Peter 1, Peter 2, and Peter, Peter 3. three. <laughs> and it's a great moment. They go, wait, 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 wait. And Andrew's about, they're about to go out. And Andrew's like, wait, wait, wait. I love you guys. And it's funny. Like, he would probably be the one that gets the most attached to these two because he has nobody left. And he gets really, you know. Yeah, I And they just like, thank you. Thank you. And then the music swells, and it's one of the best shots that I've ever seen in my entire life. All three Spider-Man run off they, the scaffolding. They run, they fall down, they do the they swing into the the to the left. They all do their very specific kind of web swinging that you saw in their respective movies. At one point they even connect webs and use the the momentum to go left and then they land on top of the crown of the statue. But how do they land? They land exactly the way that their respective actors played them in the movies. That was cool. Toby first. Andrew second, and Tom, Tom in right front. in front on third. Yeah, it's the little things, Mikey. It's the little things that were done to make this a little more special. So we finally get into the big uh, battle, and it's the three versus three. And then we get the shot in the trailer where it was supposed to be one Spider-Man taking on three villains. And then br the country of Brazil spoiled it for us by accidentally leaking a trailer that got uh, lizard. It had included in lizard face. getting kicked in the face by air. And this one, he actually got kicked by Andrew Spider-Man. And then they go into their respective fights. Uh, I like that they uh, got to meet their respective villains again. Like, Andrew sees Electro for a second, says something to him. They have a, they have a moment. as well. Um, Sandman is, goes first. They try to attack Sandman first. They do it one at a time. They have to cure them. Uh, Toby gets trapped in the sand for a second, but then they cure Sandman with a thing. He turns back into, like, his human form. And this is where I could tell they could kind of cut corners because I recognize the footage of Thomas Hayden Church in this one was it looked like reverse footage of him in Spider-Man 3, which, again, I don't have as a big a problem with because it works for the scene. It it's, was shot it's, during COVID, too. Yeah, I, was, I th maybe they couldn't get him back in, into the studio. Maybe there was, was somewhere a else. lot of rules that they had to follow oh, to sure. make movies. Sure. So they probably It probably just wasn't in the cards, and you can't, I can't hold that against them. They no. still had his voice, and they exactly. still had him be Sandman. Exactly, the we'll get, and, we'll, and they'll do it later because uh, the next fight is uh, Electro. Electro's got like a new look on. He's kind of got like, it looks like a junkyard Iron Man a little bit um, where you've got the arc, arc reactor in. He's very powerful. Andrew says to himself, I've never seen him this powerful. And they, what, what is it? They web him up at the same time. Or they get try to. And then Dr. Octopus comes back mm -hmm. and he has Toby and Andrew and all of them by the neck. And, the, and you think he's going to be evil. And then you just see one of his arms go after Electro's chest. And it's like, okay, he's he's on our side. And he rips the arc reactor off. Yes. And, and then, then they put the little... Power um, dampener. Yeah. They put that on him. He's And uh, Doc Ock's like, there you go. And that's two down. So then you get to Lizard. And we should mention during this whole thing that uh, there's a portal open on the scaffolding to MJ and Ned at the uh, laboratory. Correct. And they're trying to like I don't what are they trying to do? They're trying to to goad one of the villains in there, or they're trying to like just keep tabs on him. Like, 
wait the the portal that's how they got the that's Peters. how they got there for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but like they're trying oh they're yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah. Close, they're trying the to close the portal and yes. ned can't do it now so there's that and then lizard actually escapes through to the the lab he chases after the two and then tom holland get, comes through uh, they get back to the scaffolding. Ned and MJ are on the, on the at the Statue of Liberty now, and then they cure the lizard. They have that little like thermos full of whatever gas it was, and they reverse engineer the thing. And again, this looks like archive footage from the Amazing Spider-Man, where it's not really Reeseifen's there. I think they kind of had to do the same thing they did with Sandman, where they reuse footage, but mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So then things kind of calm down a bit. You see Andrew talk with uh, Electro for a second. You have some nice little lines there. And uh, it's it's really cool to, like, see these villains get redeemed in a way. It's oh, for sure. It's, it's nice because, obviously, you know that most of them aren't purely evil. In fact, I don't think any of them are purely evil, per se. But and especially with this, with this little moment between Andrew and Electro, you just you, you see Electro being like, let me ask you something. Or let me tell you something. He's like, he's like you're from Queens? You help a lot of poor people. You wear that suit. I just thought you were going to be black. Yeah, that <laughs> and, was a beautiful Andrew, moment. And Andrew's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, it's probably going to be black Spider-Man around somewhere. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're just teasing us. They tease us in Homecoming where it's like, I got, I got a nephew in uh, that neighborhood when Childish Gambino says it. And then, of course, because I'm partially inclined to this series, the power of the sun is what Doc Ock says. In the palm of your hand is what Toby says when he comes down. And Doc Ock sees Toby again. And I should mention during the uh, Andrew and Electro scene, you see a slowed down rendition of James Horner's Amazing Spider-Man theme, Mm -hmm. which was was titled Track 19 in the leaked uh, soundtrack. soundtrack. I don't know what the name of it is now. I think it's somewhere along the line. I'll have to look it up. It's, um, I'm going to get it here in a second. Shield of Pain was the name of the track from the officially released soundtrack now, which you can get on Spotify, actually. Huh. Um, so, yeah, we get the, the moments between the two, and it's great to see uh, Doc Ock has, ask uh, Toby, how are you? And if, if it feels like it's us asking him how he's doing, and then Toby repeats the line from Spider-Man 2, trying to do better. It's, it felt like closure, man. That, as somebody who grew up on that particular run, and even even for a guy who didn't initially get into the amazing series and then now respects because of what Andrew did in this film this 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 felt like go, go this felt like being a kid again it did it really and did. it's funny though cuz you feel like you get closure for Toby yeah but you don't get it for Andrew you don't think so no cuz i really i i want to just claim that and i want oh, the people like, at sony to marvel to hear oh, me okay, yeah, and yeah, i yeah. want the amazing <laughs> spider-man 3 and i want two spider-man running around at the same time and I, i'll be completely happy with that right. that's fine and then finally uh we should mention during the uh the battle Ned, for some reason, can do the portal again. He does a portal where, like, water comes through. Yeah, and that was his way of hitting out the lizard because yeah, there's yeah, also yeah. a little fight scene between Tom trying to save Ned and MJ from being eaten by lizard. Yeah, yeah we, get, we got that already. Um, and then Doctor Strange walks through one of the portals that Ned gets and through, and he escapes from his webbing. He's mad, Dad. <laughs> I've been hanging over the Grand Canyon for the last 12 hours. And then Toby looks at him and goes, really? Because he could have used Canyon? your help. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he re- realizes what's happening, and he's just like, no, no, no. Pe- like, Tom Holland, Peter, you got to stop this. We have to stop this now. He has control of the box again and the sling ring. And then you just hear the, the line. 
Can the Spider-Man come out to play? And it's Willem Dafoe gliding in, uh, maskless, as the green, the new go- Green Goblin. Not the new Goblin from Spider-Man 3, but the new Ur-Green Goblin. And... He just messes up. The, he just messes up the he entire puts a, night. He puts a pumpkin bomb in the box. In the box. He takes the box. Uh, you don't realize what's happening. Doc Ock. Doc Ock actually kind, kind of gets a leg up on him. He grabs the glider and then he cuts one of Doc Ock's arms off. Yeah. And then you, Doctor Strange gets the box back and you just hear the music swell and you see the three Spider-Man's point of view and there's a pumpkin bomb in it. They try to stop it. It's too late. The box explodes and so does the spell. And the multiverse starts to break. And the. Uh... The, the scaffolding breaks, too. Yes, the spa- scaffolding of the statue breaks, and you get the scene of the trailer where uh, MJ... Is falling. Is falling off the, the scaffolding, and Tom goes down to try and rescue her. And in this one, the Green Goblin Just jettisons him off. He grabs him from him. the air. So who the hell do you think tries to go and save the girl in a Spider-Man movie, Michael? Andrew Garfield. You're damn right he does. And what the... He doesn't shoot a web... He no, jumps he just, down, he just jumps. grabs a hold of her, and then webs himself up yep. to protect her. Yes. So and he, you have this beautiful scene when MJ yep. and Andrew are on the ground. And, like, Andrew's, like, in shock. He's like, okay, I did it. Like, he, he saved her. He, he saved asks, the girl. Are you okay? And he goes, are, are you okay? And she goes, I'm fine. Are, are you okay? And he just nods. He's like, mm-hmm. But you can tell he's, like, trying to hold back tears. Yeah. That was his redemption. That oh, was his. That was. Oh. That felt. It felt right. It felt right. I respect. I, I that helped me gain a lot of respect for his, for his run. Yes. So now, uh, Tom pumpkin bombs the glider. He's scared first of all because he's like, "Oh my god, is MJ dead?" Yes. And then the cape catches Ned, and that's a oh yeah, co- Ned that's falls a cute- as well. But the cape. People thought that Toby was going to save Ned because that was going to be like him saving the best friend. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. No, the cape saved him. Yeah. Toby was off eating a donut backstage or something. Ned's a wizard. Ned's a wizard. Yeah, Yeah. that's what happens. But I do like there's one shot of like Toby, like as he's falling, he kind of like shoots his web down. It really looked like a shot that you would see from one of Raimi's Spider-Man films. Who was Toby trying to save? What was he doing? I think he was just trying to get off the scaffolding. Uh Oh. Because the villains kind of do that thing too, where they just kind of move and you don't know what they're doing as well. That's true. Well, they can only focus on so much. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put the I thought they were going to try and get more involved in the battle when Green Goblin was to show up, but oh well. So then you you start to see the sun break. You start to see the multiverse break a little bit. And Captain America's shield falls from the statue down to the water and it's like upside down. So you have a platform for the final fight. Tom and Green Goblin are there. And Tom is not Spider-Man right now. No. no. Tom is... No. He's a a dude. He's Bully Holland. He's Bully Holland, and he beats the living shit out of the Green Goblin. Yeah, he does. He doesn't hold back. He's like webs him to the shield and just haymakers him. Even when he doesn't hit him, when when you have that shot of him jumping down and then punching the bottom of the shield, there's a giant-ass dent that would have caved... Willem Dafoe's face in. Yeah, he he's not Spider Man. I just want to make that clear for the he's audience. Not, he's not Spider Man. He's he's yeah. he's out to just kill this guy. Yeah, because he killed Aunt May and he just tried yep. to kill MJ. Yep. Tom's done. He kicks Goblin's ass. Tom's done. He grabs the glider to try and stab him. You know, <laughs> and then my, one of my favorite moments is Toby just coming down and grabs stopping, the glider, and stopping him in mid strike. And then at this point, Tom is still trying to strike Toby now. I mean, because think, think about this. He's not only trying to save Tom from 
fulfilling the killing and like going down the dark path. He's trying to save Norman. Right. Think about that. He's trying to save a man that he absolutely respects, a man that was the father of his best friend. Even though he tried to kill Azan, even though he tried to kill MJ, even though he tried to sit, kill a bus full of school children before the good people of New York stopped him, even when he tried after he tried to kill him twice, multiple times rather, he still tried to save him. And that's exactly what it means to be Spider-Man. Yes. So, so eventually Tom he puts the glider down. <laughs> right as that happens. Right, and, it's, and it's silent, and all of a sudden, shh, Toby, Toby gets, gets stabbed, stabbed in the back yeah. by the goblin. And then you're Quite like, literally. No! It's like, no! <laughs> I didn't say that in the theater. I was like, no, 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 no. But they didn't It, it adds to funny later because <laughs> Toby goes, Andrew's like, oh my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I've been yeah, stabbed I've, before. I, I've been stabbed before. Which is true <laughs> because we saw in what? Spider-Man 3, he definitely gets stabbed. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, I don't know if he got stabbed per se. Uh, maybe Spider-Man 1 as well. He definitely gets stabbed by Spider-Man 3 with the... Anyway, um, so Nor he, they stab Norman with the um, new serum. Yeah, because while Toby's helping Tom, Andrew's going to get the serum because yes. everything got blown apart. So Andrew goes off to get the serum, yes. comes back, throws it to Tom, and Tom just aggressively stabs Goblin in Which the neck. Which turns Norman good Back again. to normal. And, yeah. he, and even he's just like, what have I done? And then all things resolved yes. except... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange cannot contain the multiverse from breaking. And you do see a couple of different like figures that are coming that look to be coming in. You see a rhino-shaped figure. Craven. You, you see a craven, maybe. You see a scorpion-like figure. Somebody said on the internet that it looked like the Watcher was one of the ones too. I don't I don't know the Watcher very well. Oh, okay. I mean, I, there was a, there was a theory that somebody was like, well, since Tom's getting a new trilogy, those will be the villains, all three of those guys. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know for sure, but we'll figure it out. Um, so everything, everything's calmer now, but they have to try and stop the multiverse. So Peter comes up with the idea to, instead of having everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, have everybody forget about Peter Parker entirely. Yeah. And Dr. Strange is like, buddy, you realize if you do this, you will basically no longer exist. You, you, your life will be stripped away. And he goes, I know. And he has that last moment with first the two Spider-Men. Feels like a culmination of everything. He, you get to see a great big bear hug between the three. That was pretty special. And then you get that last line uh, from the two where Andrew's like to Toby, uh, you're in so much pain right now, aren't you? I am. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, they and really gave Toby a lot of more wisecracks, and he really delivered on them. And then Tom goes... To see Ned and MJ. And he they tells think, them... They think everything's okay, but then he tells them what's going to go down. Yep. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it then really, the whole rest of the movie is the fact that nobody, Peter Parker's pretty much erased from the reality. It's the only way he exists is people know who Spider-Man is, but they don't only, know. Yeah. The only way he exists is now is because, because we know he exists. Right. He's basically just a blank slate of a person. Yeah. And then, except he holds all the memories that he retains. Nobody else does. I mean, they kind of do. Because, like, the events of the movie still happen, but... It'll be interesting to see, because I believe yeah. it's just on Earth. So the people yes. who aren't on Earth would probably know that like, Peter Parker's Like your Nick Furies, your Thors, your Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. So it could add for an interesting MCU dynamic down the line. Yes. So now... So then we get to a couple of weeks later. It's now Christmas time. And MJ and Ned are in the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, no. MJ is just in the coffee shop. Peter is going to go up to her and be like, look, I'm... Peter Parker, you may not remember me, but this is what happened and all that. He goes in, he uh, 
uh, balks at the idea of telling her. He's like, I'm Peter Parker, and I would like a coffee. <laughs> and you see MJ kind of like weirded out by him. She's still wearing a Black Dahlia necklace. Black Dahlia necklace, and then we, she has a Band-Aid on her, her, uh, her forehead because she got cut right after the up. fight, Peter was like, oh, you're bleeding. Are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. Uh, and then she and Ned are talking about MIT, and P- Peter's just looking at them being like, Oh man, they're better then, off without me. And then, well, no, well that that too. But the moment that I that I realized the second time we watched this that like that's where he realized he can't go back is when she hands him the coffee, and he's like, "Oh, what happened to you?" And he mentions the band aid, and she goes, "Oh, it's it's it stopped hurting. It's fine." And that's the moment where he's like, "I can't put her or the people I love through this again. I have to keep it to myself for their own good." And and as a audience member you're just thinking this is this is sad this is just like dang man and then the movie ends yep. peter well, has nothing peter peter moves into a crummy apartment very similar to toby's spider-man because i think andrew spider-man just lived with aunt may i think um crummy apartment <laughs> the the landlord tells him the rent's due on the first of the month i really wish they would just made it like a russian guy because it would have been like oh is that rent is that rent oh that would have been great but uh he Basically, is back to basics now. He has his web shooters, but he, he uh, has a police scanner. He makes his own basic Spider-Man suit. And it's the classic suit from the comic It's books. a very, very, like, very classic look. Like, your basic red and blue. It's, it doesn't have anything too fancy or frivolous like some of the MCU ones did, but it really makes you think, like, this is the comics ripped like ripped from the comics. And this is where Spider-Man's story begins, is where it feels. It ends and it begins at the same time. He webs through New York in like the snow and you get the score from Michael Giacchino and it ends on a shot where he like leaps at the camera. It almost looked like Spider-Verse Spider-Man to me a little bit. It was yeah, it's kind of weird. weird. Yeah. And then the movie ends and the rap song that plays in that like end credit scene, it has the line three, three. Is a magic, magic number. I, I didn't, to that I didn't pick time. up on that the first time. I'll admit that. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And that really cool, like, credit sequence. Yeah. It was cool. It was like yeah. paper and it was drawn. I would have liked to have heard their three themes just kind of in, like, the basic credits. But I knew they could, probably couldn't do that. So then we get two credit scenes. Post-credit scenes. One happens after the artsy ones. And we're back at the, bar, the tropical bar where Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock was. And he's at the bar... He's obviously had a few, and he's trying to recap everything that has happened in the MCU for the past, I don't know, 13 years. Yeah. He's like, wait, so there was a billionaire who wore a tin suit, and he flew around. And an alien who likes, likes rocks. Yeah. Let me he tell you something stones. about aliens. They don't like stones. They don't like stones. They like eating brains. Yeah. He really is an acquired taste, yeah. if you really think about it, as the character. Um, and then Venom's also talking, and he's just like, uh, you thought, they talk about Hulk. The Green Man Hulk, he's like, you thought the Lethal Protector was a shitty name. He goes, that's because it is. <laughs> and then, like, Venom wants to go, like, skinny dipping of all. They're like, they're, they're, like, they're drunk. We're drunk. And uh, then we see, like the other villains. Oh, just, holy shit, we forgot to mention that the villains and the two Spider-Men kind of just fade off back to the After universe. the spell's completed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he just fades away. He's like, they're like, what's happening? No, not again. We just got here. <laughs> and they're gone. Except for a little piece of black goo that's just sitting on the bar right there that moves a little bit right before it cuts to black. And now there's symbiote in the MCU. Which, you know, that's that. that when, when Venom Let There Be Carnage came out, and spoilers if you hadn't seen that one, it's been out for four months. 
when that movie happened and you see Venom notice Peter Parker on the news, Tom Holland's Peter Parker on the news, you're like, oh crap, are they going to, you know, meet up in this universe? I thought that was, there might've been a connection there as well, but it's just like, nope, he's going back at this, you know, I think he really fits better in like Andrew's universe. Yeah. I think so. Cause he was, cause he was meant for that universe, the Sony spider verse. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? I do. I would like to see maybe Tom go through the alien costume saga, which oh, is like that'd be one, awesome, which would be a very creative it would fit one. with the classic. Cause we've too. seen John Watts do the Mysterio scene where he, it's like very existential and very like, kind of like out there, very creative. He could do that or yeah. whoever wants to do this. And then the, the, the one after the, all the credits is literally just the trailer for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, which just released today. Officially on yes. social media, yes, because that was the that was the credit scene. So now that yeah. exact trailer is out. Mm-hmm. Um, but There's, all in all, Mitch, what do you give this movie? I'm telling you what, man, it's right in between a gold and a platinum for me. Um, you know, it's obviously got its nitpicks, but I think if you it, it, again, they don't take you out of the movie. I think um, it's definitely one of my favorite films of the year. And it's one that I'm probably going to watch multiple times. Definitely worth buying on Blu-ray or 4K. And uh, I don't know. This this just really felt like a good return to a giant blockbuster that everyone can get a re- get behind. It felt like a great return to the theater because people were flocking to see this. I know. It, it, it's interesting to see with everything that's happening with COVID right now yep. how these numbers are going to reflect soon. Well, you you weren't far off, man. Uh, so my, you, I, my pro- I said it was going to be about $290 million. Well, you got that off of what? Comicbooks.com? Yeah, and I was like, I could see that $260 million. It's got $751 million worldwide right now in in. Six days. Yep, it's that. Gonna, that it's going to be a billion dollar movie. The first of the pandemic era. If this movie had uh, had no things going against it like this, would have topped two billion easily. Could have made a run at Endgame or Avatar's records. So I don't know. I don't know. For me, um, the, as of today, I'm sorry. It's my favorite movie ever. Ever. Really? Ever? Yeah. Well, Just, even more than Knives Out. Yeah. What? I love Knives Out. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Holy hell, dude. I I just, I love Spider-Man, Mitch. I was, I was so ready for one of our film fights, probably like our hundredth film fight, whatever, to be favorite movie of all time. And I, I literally had in my notes, Rocky versus Knives Out. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be different. I mean, it's going to be it. I'll still debate Rocky versus. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm just saying like, you know, I just, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. I didn't expect a superhero movie to become my favorite movie. I love superhero movies. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I was about to say you like them more than I do. I think. Oh, I love them. I have superhero everything. I'm a huge pop culture fan. I I love, I love all kinds of superhero movies. So so this is obviously number one for you in terms of like a superhero movie as well. No, just, oh yeah, yeah. That's not even a question. So what's number like two? I don't know. Probably Infinity War, Endgame, somewhere in there. Oh, see, I, but in terms of favorite movies, I'd probably go spider-man no way home knives out similar lengths playbook and then you know probably okay uh, i i i don't know i'm just so mesmerized by this movie i, oh. I, I it is it, it's because it's a movie about what it means to be spider-man it it's See, like you you have tom and andrew and that's great but yeah. it's not about them but when they're there they capitalize and make it and the movie doesn't mean to make it about them it's not it's about tom it's about yeah, tom's yeah. peter parker it's not, but having Toby and Andrew teaching Tom what it means to be Spider-Man like that. Right. That's just, and the way that it was done, it's not like he had to go on a quest and he randomly is like, yeah, I need their help. No, they just show up because Ned, Ned uses a spell. It's like, 
and it makes sense, and it's all done perfectly. Okay, yeah, I can see that. My one complaint is the whole Daredevil thing, but how? I mean, I just wanted Daredevil in the MCU, so yeah, you're I, gonna get him exactly. Eventually. So I'm like, okay, well, who am I? It didn't happen the way I wanted it. <clears throat> yeah, you, you, that's ignorant. I'm not gonna do that. That's fair. Um, for me, I mean, this is like, <clears throat> this is like in the top three of all superhero films, if not top two. I don't know. I really love Dark Knight too. Exactly, Dark Knight for me is is the pinnacle. It's very hard to touch. No, I but I. And number two, and, 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 and I think people, I think people really forget about Logan. I think people really forget what that did, not only for the character of Wolverine or Marvel comics in general, that, that was like, I liked Logan, but it, was it's a, not one of my favorites. Ooh, I would say I, I, it's up there for me. So I, it's either number three or number two. It's right up there. I, I don't know. But the fact, the fact that it, first of all, phase four, by the way, I, you've had your complaints about phase four. It's hit and miss. It's hit and miss. This is a huge hit. It's this is the biggest hit of the, the biggest of hit. phase four so far. Uh, it's the biggest hit in the MCU. I, I, I would agree in terms of the MCU. I think this might be up there as number one. If oh, I mean, yeah, you but then you Infinity compete War. with Infinity War. And, and I know, and, but like, and I know that, you know, we have more hindsight for Infinity War in terms of something that just came out, but it's, but for this, it's like Sony and Marvel put their differences yeah, aside and in, they Infinity, just made the best Infinity Spider-Man War movie was possible. the culmination of a decade up to that point. Yeah. This movie feels like twenty odd years of this in the making. Literally, you can like literally. I saw a TikTok of this, and I know it's not technically official, but I, in my mind, it is. Spider-Man two thousand and two is the first MCU movie. It kind of is, I, technically, kind yeah. of at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they put the company differences aside to make what was best for Marvel. Yeah, especially character. when we thought that they were going to split up, uh, what, two years ago at this point? Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy because I think Far From Home is a little cringeworthy. It's not my favorite. I know. I know you do. Uh, I love Tom. Tom is my favorite. I yeah. think uh, here's how I feel about the Spider-Man. Okay. Tom's my favorite Spider-Man, but I think Andrew's still the better actor. Um, I just, Tom has had adventures with the Avengers and Iron Man, and I, he just, he to me, he is. But yeah. Andrew's definitely the better actor out of the two. You of them. know what I liked about this movie is that after the, like, you know, everyone has, is going to have their opinions on who's the best Spider-Man. Yeah. What I liked about this one is that because there was so much positivity f- surrounding the reception to this, like the immediate reception, everyone's not really ranking the Spider-Man anymore. No. It's just one, Tobey Maguire. One, A, Andrew Garfield. One, B, Tom Holland. They're all number one. They, yeah. all, they all nailed it. They all nailed I, it. I, I really like that. There's I like not a weak link in the movie. We can all come together oh. and... Just, just enjoy the character of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's th- what it's about. This really was it. Yeah. It's, you, you sit down for two and a half hours, and if you love the character of Spider-Man, this is the movie for you. As much as I, I got excited for this movie, I didn't think that they could not only exceed expectations, they really, I mean, they exceeded they, my excitement. They did it. They, even if you, they said, hey, look, we're going to put these characters in the movie, it still didn't do it justice because of how, how it happened. It, yeah. It's just, I'm, uh, again, I am... Six days removed, and I'm still flabbergasted. I know. I've so, seen people being like, I, I don't know how to react as after of this. this movement, as of this moment, it's my favorite movie. That's, fu- that's fair. Ever. I, I'm never going to tell you what should and shouldn't be your favorites. It's just, they did it. They did it. And, and it, it wasn't bad, and it didn't no, suck. It was completely it, the, the complete opposite. opposite. They did it, and we did it here on another episode of Film Fight. So thank you for watching. Uh, obviously, you can listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Send us uh, some ideas for a potential future episode. We haven't done that, I don't think, so far in this series. Yeah, no, um, give us give us movies to watch. We want to we want to watch more things, more genres, more of what you guys want to see. 
Um, obviously, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mikey the Film Guy at Mitch Spinell. And um, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, no, that's it. All right, so thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Film Fight. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.